Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of In Slow Motion. Today, we're going to be covering Invisible Man. I had mentioned this in uh, a previous episode, and I started really thinking about it and how much I actually really enjoyed this movie, so I thought we could talk about it on here. Uh, So yeah, let's get into it. So this movie came out in 2020, um, I think February actually, and I went to see this by myself in, in the most empty theater. There was a couple of other people there, but I was by myself personally. It was it was great. I love seeing that kind of stuff. And after seeing this one in particular, I was so excited to watch it with other people because of the amount of suspense it had and the ending, to be honest. And this is the type of movie I love seeing in theaters. This is the type of uh, movie experience I love going for. And it's like thinking back on this, it's what I miss so much about going to the movies, just that, I don't know, that thing that, that there's some type of like excitement and feeling for seeing a movie for the first time that I just really enjoy. And if you're somebody else who loves going to the movies, loves the overall experience, like the snacks and everything, then you get what I'm saying. But yeah, I really, really not only enjoyed the movie itself, but just loved the experience. And it would have been fun to go see it with other people. But this is when I had just moved to Atlanta. I was by myself. I didn't really know anybody. So I was just treating myself um, to a movie and it ended up being really fun. The Invisible Man um, origin story comes from the science fiction novel published in 1897 by H.G. Wells. It follows the story of a scientist named Griffin who figured out how to make himself invisible, and he pretty much used it for crime or for his own well-being. And that actually makes more sense because when I looked it up, the only thing I ever really heard about it, about the Invisible Man, (laughs) was actually from Hotel Transylvania, which I know is bad. Uh, And... I, and I know it, like it's not really like accurate or anything. I just, and I never found it to be uninteresting. I just never looked it up. I didn't never, I guess I never really heard too much about like the story of the Invisible Man. And I know there's like other creations around the book and everything. Uh, so I, for some reason, I guess from watching Hotel Transylvania, because it's like all these monsters, I just assumed it was more like a mystical or magical type thing. Um, but it actually stemmed from a scientific point of view, which I really like that they brought that back in the movie. Um, cause honestly it, from what I, like the basic stuff from what I read, like the general storyline around the book, it seems to follow that pretty well in terms of it being a scientific reason for somebody being able to become invisible and not some type of, oh, this man was just, you know, made this way cause he's just another magical being in the world. So when I saw that they were taking it from more of a scientific point of view, I'm actually more, I mean, I'm the type of person to go for like the unrealistic type thing, but I actually enjoyed that in here and it it definitely fit with the story. Um, It made more sense and how he did it was there was a suit full of cameras and it kind of like blended him into the background. It's a lot more complicated, obviously, and techie than that but that's like this just a simple ex- explanation of what they did in the movie so it was smart I mean I feel like if somebody really were to dedicate a, a, a long time to doing something like that like it could be something that could really be done so very interesting um, I did enjoy that aspect even though it's not something that I would necessarily normally go for and when it comes to like a movie and the origin story of how it happened This movie did really well in the eyes of critics um, and viewers. I believe it got 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. 
um, which is really, really good, and 72% on Metacritic as well. Um, and it's a little bit, you know, it's, I guess, again, this is something that people would probably classify as a horror as well, but it really gives me more of that thriller feel and that uh, sci-fi uh, type of thing, which is really just well done. Um, in terms of suspense, like this movie was full of it and we're going to get into how and why and just like the little things they tweaked to really bring that suspense out and really make us as viewers believe there was somebody there even then, you know, clearly we saw that there wasn't. So this movie was directed by Lee Wanell. I think that's how you say his name. Um, and just a round of applause to him because it, again, it's the little things that they were very particular about in this movie that really just brought the story to life. Because when you think about the actress and how in some situations she might not have actually been acting with somebody, just the different camera movements and just making us as viewers, again, making us believe that there's something there when we when we can't physically see something there, I think can be tricky sometimes. So it's just like the little stuff. And you know, you probably noticed it if you're somebody who likes to pay attention to details like that um, or look them up afterwards like I do. So I learned a lot about just like the little things and you do notice that might not always happened in other movies the way it happened in this movie and how they used those tricks to again make us believe that there was somebody there and other than Lee Wanell there was um other like producers and directors was Kylie um and Jason Blum so if you guys again like this movie like the style definitely go look them up I'm sure they have other great works out there I did look up Lee Wanell's work I haven't really seen any of his stuff I don't think but I definitely want to check it out now that I've seen this one for myself for sure we have a beautiful cast. Um, I've seen a lot of these actors and other things. I can't think of off the top of my head, but I know I've, I recognize their faces. Uh, the main character, uh, Cecilia, or Cece as they call her in the movie, was played by Elizabeth Moss. And, and I only knew her from The Handmaid's Tale uh, beforehand, and I have not fully finished that show. I literally watched half of the first season. It was just a really heavy topic, and at the time I was like, okay, I kind of need a break, but it's something I definitely want to go back to. Uh, but I did like her role in that. I think she's a great actress. I feel like people really just shoved her to the side. A lot of things, honestly, because of the way she looks, which is really rude, to be honest, but she's clearly a great actress. She can really handle these intense roles um, that I've seen her play from, you know, Handmaid's Tale to The Invisible Man. So I think she did very, very well. Uh, and I definitely want to check out some of her other work as well. We have Oliver Jackson as Adrian, Aldous Hodge as James, Storm Reed as Sydney, and Harriet Dyer as Emily, who was Cecilia or Cece's sister in the movie. Again, many, many more talented people. As always, go check them out if this is a movie that you enjoyed and give them support. So this movie takes place in San Francisco, um, but was filmed in actually Sydney, Australia. Uh, it follows the character of Cecilia, like I mentioned, who is trying to escape her abusive relationship. Uh, but she, her partner, uh, pretty much decides to fake his own death. And Cecilia kind of, I don't know like if she really believed it, I think it was kind of more of a too good to be true news because once she gets away, like, I think she, you know, she was in this abusive relationship for so long. She knew that he was smart and clever. So it just, she wasn't, I don't think she fully accepted, accepted it in a sense. I think she, I don't know, she thought it was too good to be true. But she, you know, she starts to pretty much feel a presence around her. And, you know, the movie goes on with her pretty much being tormented, trying to prove that, you know, he's not dead. There's somebody 
pretty much haunting her and tormenting her even after, you know, she's finally escaped such an abusive relationship, such a, a terrible kind of trapped life. As always, I have to mention the opening scenes and this one, out of all the things I've watched throughout my lifetime, this opening scene will probably be one of my favorites just because Again, it could have been like the experience I had with seeing the movie, just being in like the theater by myself, mostly empty. Like, I feel like your environment also kind of, because if I was, you know, somewhere where it was really noisy and stuff, like it might've been harder to pay attention, but it was just, it was not only eerie, like this eerie quiet feel on the outside, but it was the same in the movie. So it was like, I was just engulfed. Like I was breathing hard, slow and heavy with the character, but it opens up pretty much in that sense, like all of a sudden, they did not waste any time letting you know that this was gonna be full of suspense. And it starts out with Cecilia escaping, you know, this clearly high-tech house that she's pretty much been trapped in with Adrian, uh, her significant other. And it, like I said, it's very eerie, very quiet. You know, you can hear every little tiptoe she makes. It's it's great. And you can tell, tell that she has carefully planned out every step in order to get away and she's, very, very like watchful for everything she does. It's great cinematography throughout the entire thing, but this scene, it's just nobody wants to breathe. You don't want to breathe because you feel like you're going to mess it up for her. So it's very like intense. You're like, is she going to get out? And we don't even know this character, but clearly she is frightened and she's trying to escape. So we're like wanting her to do the best to do so. So I think the fact that we're already like rooting for the main character, we don't even know her. It just opened up. We can feel the suspense. You know, we're tiptoeing around with her. I just think it is a great way to grab someone's attention. And I personally can be pretty picky with opening scenes. It's rare that I can tell. Like, I can tell what where a show's direction is going to go from the way it starts out. Um, if it's kind of slow, but I can see the potential in the show, I will keep watching it. Lost in Space on Netflix was one of those shows for me. Um, it had a very slow start, but I don't know. There's something about it, and I really do actually love that show. I think it's great. But then there's other stuff that I could just tell it's not gonna go anywhere from there. But if you have this great kind of opening, and it's rare times where you have this great opening and it ends up not being good, if it catches your attention in that sense. But this for me was great. It kept your attention throughout the whole thing. But the opening in general was just one of the best that I, I personally think out of everything that I've watched. Now, I'm not going to walk you step by step throughout this movie like I have in the past, simply because I think everyone should go, you know, see it or at least give it a shot, especially if you love films and just like simple, simply love is, is suspense. If it's not something like if you're not into suspense or I guess horror in a sense, then it's not going to be your thing. But uh, I kind of just want to talk about like the beauty of the film in general and what I really uh, loved learning about it. So like I mentioned before, if you like to pay attention to details and just like the little stuff that the cameras do or the actors are doing to make us believe that there's something there, then you definitely notice the use of the way the camera was moving and the use of empty space is something they really utilized throughout this whole movie. Um, There's awesome behind the scenes. Uh, actually, one particular video that Insider did that I actually tweeted out so you guys can go just go ahead, go over to my Twitter and click the link and go straight to the video. I would encourage you to check it out. I think it's like six minutes long, but it's really fascinating. Just a little behind the scenes and how they created the movie um, and created that suspense 
again, to really make us believe that there was somebody there, to be able to show that through Cece's terror, or just simply the silence, like there's a presence there, like this girl isn't actually crazy. The video showed us how they were able to use a robotic camera to get the exact same motion and how they were able to stitch those multiple shots together. Sometimes they were using a stunt double, sometimes, sometimes they were using a man in a green suit. Um, so like, you know, the acting from Elizabeth was believable and all these different types of shots. Sometimes it was just Elizabeth and all these different shots they were able to stitch together and create kind of the seamless scene because the robotic camera was doing the exact same programmed movements. So like, obviously if you're a human, you know, it's hard to get those exact same ones. So that was really uh, interesting to learn about because I, I feel like I don't see that happen very often or maybe that's I don't hear about it happening very often I don't know if it's becoming more common or maybe it's more of a thing for a higher budget uh, budgeted movie I'm not sure uh, but that was really interesting uh, to kind of find out how they were able to do that and how seamless it looks that they were able to you know obviously that all comes in post-production and editing and all that but that was really uh, cool to learn about and at the end of the day you know, it's really the audience decision to be like, okay, is this girl crazy? Do I believe there's somebody there too? You know, is the scene making it believable for me? And one of the things they did a lot was camera panning. So most of the time when that happens in a movie, it means that they want the audience to focus on a, a certain spot. So if you know what that means, if, you're, if the camera's slowly kind of moving from one area to the next, normally it's because they're trying to get our eyes to follow the camera and focus on a certain spot. And that's something I notice a lot in movies, like when that happens, or when they highlight a certain something, it might not be important in that moment, but I kind of know that's why it's gonna come back up because they, they drew our attention there for a reason. And that's something they did a lot in this movie, but it would end up on empty space. So we're kind of searching the screen, trying to figure out, okay, what are we looking at? What are we looking for? They didn't just pan here for nothing. So it makes us kind of believe that there is a presence there, especially when the camera's moving and, you know, Cece's head is kind of tilting in a certain direction. Like she's looking, she's searching, we're doing the same thing. But again, the camera's panning to this empty space, so we don't know if somebody's there or not. And that feeling, you know, we feel for her, we feel the suspense, we don't know if anything's gonna jump out and scare us, so we're nervous, we're sitting on the edge of our seats trying to, you know, be ready for it and everything. And a lot of the time, it doesn't happen. And one thing Insider mentioned that the director knows every shot, every scene where he, Adrian actually was there and when he wasn't. I think he, I think the video said that he was there most of the time, but there only he knows the certain scenes where he wasn't. So I think that's really, really cool. Um, a fun secret just to keep, but it makes you feel uncomfortable. Like we feel uncomfortable for her. I don't know about you guys. And there's certain scenes like when she's in her bedroom and she just, she's sleeping and she can, you know, feel a presence or the blankets being pulled off of her, but she doesn't see anybody. Or you see somebody, the indents of, what you would see if somebody was sitting in the chair, but there's actually nobody there. So that just, like, in general, is very uncomfortable. I wouldn't want anybody watching me, especially if I couldn't see them. You would just, you you would feel crazy. And we can see that kind of happen to Elizabeth throughout the movie. Like, she's starting to just go crazy trying to prove that she's not crazy, which is, it's kind of funny. And for someone to dedicate so much money and time because he was obsessed with this girl it's just crazy and sick. I mean, it, it makes for a great storyline. We've seen the stalker storyline done before on screen, um, but I don't know if we've seen it for as far to go to make yourself like invisible. I think that's just a little too much and a little, it's a little sickening. Uh, but one of my favorite scenes 
was probably the one, and the, this is the one I think that made me jump the most, uh, because again, at this point, like we had seen some violent things happen to confirm that Cece wasn't crazy. Like there was somebody invisible messing with her, but we never saw an actual figure. So she was in the attic. She was getting smart at this point, trying to confirm like, okay, she wasn't crazy. There's somebody around. So she decided to call Adrian's phone. And she heard it ring in the attic. I think she was, she was staying at a friend's house. Um, so she went up there. She found the phone and she found the knife in the bag that um, was used. Let's just say that. Uh, so she's like looking around and I think she kind of pauses. Like she at this point is pretty good at telling when there's a presence. So she's like being real cautious, being real smart. She thinks somebody's watching her. And as like in a split second, she grabs this paint can and throws it where she came up on the ladder. Of course, it's one of those creepy attics where you have to go up the ladder and get into it. And this figure appears and she jumps back and we jump too, because I don't think anybody expected it. Like at this point, again, we knew he was there, but we it wasn't like physically confirmed. I guess at that point, so we never expected a figure to be there. So we jump, she jumps back for a second, and then she goes downstairs trying to run after him, trying to fight him, trying to catch him. Um, and, you know, of course, he gets away. The movie continues. I think this is probably getting closer toward the end of it, but that scene in particular, there was a lot of suspense. I loved it, um, and that really just made me, it got me. It made me jump. Normally, I'm pretty good at telling when it's going to happen, but again, at this point, we just, we didn't know. We, we never saw him. So it, it got me for the first time. I love that scene. I think it's well done. And I love Cece's just like her character development throughout this movie. It's nothing like too crazy. You can just clearly see this girl has been through a lot. She's dealing with a lot. It's just, it's really great to see play out on screen. It makes for a great movie. It makes for a great movie experience. I love watching this with my family. They didn't expect any of it you know to happen I think they enjoyed it just as much I watched it with some friends and they really liked it um it's just fun to watch those kind of movies that get you on the edge of your seat sometimes it's again just a really fun experience I really loved it I would 100% watch this movie again like I just said I've seen it with I've seen it about three or four times which like I mentioned it's only 2021 now it came out just over a year ago and the fact that I've seen it that many times and I'm probably going to watch it again after talking about it because now I really want to watch it um, it's very rare for me to see a movie that many times in that short of a span because I normally like to, like, I love watching movies. I love the enjoyment of it clearly because I, you know, created a whole podcast on it. I like to wait periods of time when it comes to movies, at least because, you know, I do it all in one sitting. I like to wait a little bit before I watch it again. Shows I might watch a little bit more frequently if I really love it. I might pick it up, pick it back up sooner just because if there's so many episodes, I probably don't remember clearly what happened in the beginning. So the fact that I watched this that many times in just a year clearly shows that I liked the movie. Like that says something, at least for me it does, because that does not happen very often in my, like even Marvel movies, I like to wait a long period of time before I pick them back up again, just because I enjoy them so much, but I don't want it to get boring. That, I don't know, that that speaks on high end for me when it comes to movies, but you can find this to watch on Hulu, Amazon Prime, YouTube, Apple TV, and more. I think on all of those, you do have to rent it. Um, but I, I think, yeah, on all those, you do have to rent it or buy it. So um, that's it's probably a couple of dollars, but it's, again, worth the watch, cheaper than a ticket. So like I said in the beginning, this is based off of a book. So there are books out there. There are old um, adaptations of this storyline. So if you really like it, there's going to be other versions that you can go check out. They just might not be as 
modern, uh, but I would encourage you to go read about it. Very interesting story. Definitely going to be added to the book list for this year. I have taken a little bit of a break from reading just because I've been like catching up on different podcasts and everything. So between podcasts and like movies and reading, I listen to and music. I listen to a lot of things constantly every day. It's just kind of what do I feel like listening to at the moment. So I definitely want to get back into books, but I feel like this type of story, I think it's kind of going to remind me of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Just that it's because it was made a while ago, but I don't know, for some reason, it kind of reminds me of that. Um, And I really loved that book. I read that back in high school and that was such a good book um, with so many others. So this definitely has to go on the list. I definitely want to read it and check it out and see what the original story was like. Um, And if there was just as much suspense and horror, because I know when I was reading the description, the guy pretty much went on a killing spree. So (laughs) it's definitely on that end of it. But there are some interesting links to some behind the scenes stuff that I will also tweet out as well. But again, I would encourage everybody to go check out the video that Insider did. It's it's short, straight to the point, but really interesting if you do like behind the scenes stuff. So I will make sure that that is out on my Twitter um, for you guys to check out. Again, thank you guys so much for listening and I'll be seeing you guys in next week's episode. Bye guys.